Hello, everyone. Welcome to our live stream. Today, we're going to be talking about terrible artist motivation tips and ones that do work. And if you would like to turn your artistic weakness into your strength, check out artprof.org, where we have lots of free resources, tutorials, critiques, pro development, and all that cool stuff. So, Clara, what is this about? <laughs> the worst advice, because you know something? We need our sleep. You cannot make artwork if you're not sleeping. I, I don't know where this comes from, but this is terrible advice. It is definitely not going to help you. And then this refuse to excuse, that's just stressful because then you feel guilt. You go, oh, I made an excuse. I need to refuse that. That's just idiotic. What is this, Jordan? I actually found this on an artist motivation tip list. I honestly don't know what that means. Transcendental purpose sounds too ethereal for me. I, it's not concrete, and I don't know how that's supposed to guide you. And in order for me to function properly, I need something specific. I don't want a transcendental purpose. <laughs> I want to have one that's just a little bit more focused. Here's a tip that I think really does help. Trying a new art media, because of course we have our own concentrations and what we want to do, but trying a new media is a change of pace and therefore it just feels more refreshing. And also you have an excuse. If it doesn't go well, you're like, oh, I'm just not very good at this. It's all new to me and it's fine if you don't, do so well. I don't do a lot of 3D work, but I had a lot of fun doing this sculpture of Maggie on a live stream. And Jordan, you've really been having a lot of fun and come such a long way with your shorts. Yeah, it's it's fun because uh, first of all, when I was doing shorts, I thought for when I had to record the whole process. And in some cases, that's what I did. Um, but then there are other times where I just do a quick sketch or I'll just do something that's kind of, I don't want to say haphazard, but I tried changing up the editing and some of those videos are doing much better and it's less work. So it's, it's really interesting how that's been working out and, um, and people get to see my work and get exposure and all that stuff. And, you know, we work for exposure all the time, right? As artists. <laughs> what I like about seeing your shorts, Jordan, is number one, we chat about it all the time, but number two, I like going back and looking at your first shorts and comparing them to the shorts that you're doing now. And that is really great to see, wow, it did improve. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it's interesting because as far as the drawings go, I, th I think my thing was, I was stuck up on how good is the drawing and then getting frustrated when the views weren't as high as I wanted them to be. And so I'm that shift of realizing there's a difference between the artwork and the way you market that artwork. There are two different things entirely. Because um, there is some artwork that I'm less impressed with, but it has a million views. And there's some people who are absolutely phenomenal. They're masters, and they get like 12 views. And so you just have to play with the algorithm and see what's happening there. Yeah, and, and that's really the way to go. By the way, everybody, I'm sorry that the <coughs> comments aren't showing up for us in StreamYard. So I'm going to read them off of my phone. So I don't know why that's happening. Oh, anyway. Weird. I also like just going to the art store and buying something new. This glass bead gel that I bought once, I don't know that I'm gonna use it again, 
but it was fun. I mean, yeah, it's kind of pricey <laughs> to do that every single time <laughs> you have an impulse to do something new. But I bought these pearlescent paints at Pigment Tokyo when I was in Japan. And I was like so excited, like just testing them out on a live stream was super mm. fun. So it's just that moment of excitement. And sometimes that is enough to bring yourself back to a place where you can feel like you're having fun again. Who does this? Who has videos in your queue that you know for sure every time you watch it, it's gonna motivate you? And it's a video usually you've watched multiple times and that we always come back to. It's like reliable videos that help us. For example, <laughs> Jordan, why does watching well duh <laughs> i feel silly asking this question but why does spider-verse motivate you it is it is probably one of the greatest artistic achievements in film that i've ever seen in my life and i think a lot of artists all around the world would agree with me in that or at least putting in the top three or five because everything about it is innovative and i know that it was a stressful film to work on for all the people who actually put work into it but the result is absolutely stunning and it makes me want to level up. And actually, that was actually my exact thought within the first few minutes of seeing the movie. I was like, I got to get better. I got to get better at art because it's so incredible from the storytelling, from the art direction, the styles they were using. It's just phenomenal. Didn't you tell me that you can't passively watch this because it's just too engaging? <laughs> That is true. I cannot passively watch Fiverr's. Um, people, I have friends who will send me like analysis videos on uh, on Messenger or something like that, and I'll have all these tabs up of breaking down why this scene is so good or why this scene worked. And I will not work, and I will watch those videos. I'm just like staring. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm supposed to listen and, and do my other stuff too. So I have to be very attentive and be very careful. I have to kind of be temperate in that sense <laughs> when it comes to Spider Man. And this is a wonderful video that is on PBS Art 21. And it's a video with Shazia Sikander, who, oh, I love her. <laughs> she's one of my favorite artists. And she's really, really smart. And I watched this video of her where she talked a lot about her materials. And I love PBS Art 21. I think they do an amazing job. But there are some artist interviews that I'm like, come on, <laughs> like yeah, they're really pretentious or something <laughs> about the artist is a big turnoff, but she's so engaged. And there was this one moment where she talked about paper and I was like, oh, I want to go paint now. You know that <laughs> feeling, Jordan, when you're like, oh my God, I got to get up and do something. That, that's yeah. what some of these videos do for us. And you need that because I can't just call you up all the time and say, Jordan, motivate me. Yeah, I, uh, I've had people like that and I still have people like that, but it's hard to, to make it consistent because they have lives and they sometimes need motivation. And um, you have to, in some ways, be very self-sufficient uh, or you have to learn to do that yourself. And so, yeah. For those of you who do motivate me on a personal level, thank you. I appreciate it very much. Tell us in the chat, who here struggles to stay motivated? Because I don't think there's a single artist out there who has not struggled with that, not just once, but on an ongoing basis. I mean, does it ever end, Jordan? 
I don't think so. I think just the way life is, we have our ups and downs and, you know, we, we, our lives are built off of relationships with other people. And because of those ups and downs, we're going to need those other people to help pull us through, or we can help someone else, encourage someone else. So I think that's just the nature of how life works. And I think as artists, we tend to be more sensitive to it because we tie our, you know, our individuality in a sense to what we create and it can become uh, too, too much of an attachment. Sometimes the video isn't even an artist video because yeah, Spider-Verse related to concept art and character design and Shazia Sikander, but why is Michael Jackson a motivational video for you as an artist? Yeah, so pretty much any, I could have chosen any video, but this one, I, I just love Smooth Criminal so much. I think it's my favorite. The reason that I'm so motivated is because he was innovative and everything he did was so precise and he put his all into every video that he did. Like you could tell that from the set pieces to the choreography, to the music, to the dance, like every piece of it was well orchestrated and well thought out and he made it his own. And what I also like about it is it's very clear that he took inspiration from others that came before him. If you look at his outfit and you know some of the, the things around him, so he knows how to take things from others and reinterpret it as his own thing and make it better. The other video I always watch is Randy Pouch's last lecture. He was a Carnegie Mellon professor who had terminal cancer and gave this lecture, which went totally viral. And it is one of the smartest lectures I've ever heard. It's very accessible and it's funny. It's about an hour. And I never watch anything online. I watch the whole thing, beginning to end multiple times. Take a look at that. We have a question from W315 who says, how do you bridge the gap between really wanting to make art and actually making it? Which part is the motivation? Yeah, I don't think any of us don't want to make the art, but sometimes it's like that leap is really difficult to do. It's, I think it's always that first step one of the things that I've been struggling with uh, sometimes is just, you know, working on shout boxes and working on something like the script. And it's very intimidating because once you put words on the page, then it becomes real. And I think when you start putting words on a page or a line on a canvas or something, then it starts being open to criticism and judgment. And we, we become scared of that sometimes. So it's really just that first step. And oftentimes I think we are our own worst critics. Sometimes I just have to physically put the marker in my hand and just go put it on the paper. I don't know why that, like, that's such a dumb thing. It's not hard. Like, I was working on this painting yesterday, and I kept looking at it all day. I just was looking. I was like, Clark, just, just pick up your freaking paintbrush. And just, and I couldn't do it. It took me, like, three hours. I finally did, but it wasn't easy. So it is totally natural for that to be the case, that our desires oftentimes don't align <laughs> with our actions the way that we wish they did. Jordan, what does this mean? This is probably one of the most common motivational tips that artists hear, and yet I find this totally useless. Yeah, I, I do too. You know what I think a lot of it comes from is Disney movies, because that's like the message in all of them is just be yourself, be yourself. But in reality, life doesn't work like that. You have to excel. <laughs> like you have to be the best version of yourself. That I would understand more. Um, but yeah, just kind of staying status quo and not innovating, not trying things out. Uh, I That's kind of what this, this means to me. 
another thing is we oftentimes, depending on where we are in life, don't know who we are. I mean, it, it gets a little existential where I'm constantly questioning or changing my artistic identity. The work I'm doing now is not the type of work that I was doing 20 years ago. So this concept of being myself, this does not work for me. Has anybody heard this tip before? Because I just think it's so dumb. What you can do instead is save nice comments you have received in the past. Jordan, I believe you have a folder somewhere. Yes, I have a folder. It's called Inspiration for Rainy Days on my computer. And it is saved with either videos or screenshots of people saying really nice things about me or my artwork or something I've done. And it's been stacking up for years. And whenever I have a really rough time, I like to remember that folder and just go to it and just read some of that stuff. I also find that we just have challenges all the time in artistic practice. Cards are oftentimes stacked against us. And art prof is a real labor of love. And I sort of love and hate it at the same time, where I absolutely love what we do here, but it's hard. There's so much work. We don't have a gigantic budget or a ton of staff support. But when I read something like this, I go, okay, I know why we're here. It sets me back on course. It's a reminder to say, okay, Clara, you hate spreadsheets, but guess what? You're actually accomplishing what you set out to do. And sometimes you need the nice comments from somebody who you're in communication with regularly. So Jordan, how did it feel when I sent you this comment? I hope it felt good. Oh, I was elated. I was so excited about this, um, especially coming from you who is very, uh, uh, who, who doesn't hold back when it comes to my shorts and what uh, and the impact it has. So, <laughs> so see, there, there was a time a year ago where Clara went through my whole Instagram and was like, yeah, you should archive this, put this up and do this. And so getting this as a comment was really, really uh, nice and it made me feel all warm and fuzzy inside. Kat was very funny because I did the Moulin Rouge commission and people really liked it online. I mean, you don't really get critiques online and I had a lot of positive reception and Kat came over, she's like, Clara, it's really stiff. And I was like, <laughs> like, but here's the thing though, when Kat gives me a compliment, it has so much weight. She also looked at another painting and she was like, I don't think this one's good. I'm like, ouch. <laughs> but you need people like that who aren't just saying, Jordan, you're fantastic all the time because yeah, that feels good. But it's another thing when somebody who has such high standards actually compliments you. It means a lot. Yeah, it does. It's it, it's tough because I don't think you should necessarily go around just like seeking the approval of those one or two people who are really hard to please all the time. But it definitely does feel rewarding when they go out of their way to tell you that you've done a good job on something. We have a comment from Clementine who says, my issue is always having the motivation when I initially start. Sometimes it feels like if I don't finish everything in the first session, I'll never finish it, even if it's an idea I love. Oh gosh, you're preaching to the choir. I mean, you would not believe the unfinished things I have lying around. But Jordan, I don't think it's that common to finish things actually. Yeah, I think I think if we were to look at like any famous artist, like a Da Vinci, Michelangelo, whatever, you would probably find more unfinished works than finished works, especially because there's always something to fix. So it's like 
what the definition of finished is changes for everybody. A lot of times it's just, we hit a deadline and we have to get this done. <laughs> so yeah, it's kind of nebulous in that sense. Karasu says, do you have any advice about actually finishing art pieces? Most of the time I feel messed up and by drawing what won't look so good, I abandon it. My thought is it's going to look crappy for a while. I, I mean, you guys should see the beginning of my drawings. You'd be like, what are you doing? But you have to push through that. You have to accept. First of all, not everything you do is going to look good. Second of all, it takes a long time before things begin to look good. Is that the case for you? Yeah, I, I think the phrase we could use is trust the process because that I wish I almost wish we put that on the stream because it's so true. There are so many things that at the beginning don't look good. Uh, it, it's it's sort of like it's like judging a cake after you put it in the oven for two minutes. You know, yeah. there's just it, you know I'm sure it's going to be a great cake when it's ready in an hour, but right now it's just a bunch of soup. And that's kind of how our artwork is. Um, everything that I've worked on has started like that. And even whether it's a project or me trying to develop a skill has always started out like soupy cake. A lot of the problem for a lot of us, and I'm the worst, is patience. A lot of us don't have patience. And I know I sound like an old fart, but I feel like 20 years ago, the world moved at a different pace. Things were not so fast all the time. I feel like I get whiplash from that. And so I think because of that world we live in now, it's hard to wait a long time. I have a friend who works on engravings for months, like one piece takes six months. I don't think your average artist is willing to do that. And so when I look at his work, I'm always so much in admiration that he can have that patience because if he rushed it, there's no chance that work would look remotely as good as the amount of time he's able to dedicate from the pieces. I hate this one so much, Jordan. Hate it. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I guess it depends on the context. Really? Why do you hate it so much? Why do, why do you hate this one? Well, because duh, I feel like, why wouldn't I? This is, this seems sort of inherent. I don't know. Oh, so it's, so it's, uh, just oh what's the word i'm looking for redundant it's redundant yeah. basically okay that that makes sense um i have to tell myself that though the thing is i there's so many things i want to do and i have to be i have to start giving myself permission to do the things that i want to do and that becomes tough so like i i see both sides of it i see both sides of it it doesn't help if there's no context i will say that though <laughs> although you could argue that sometimes following your passion doesn't always feel worthwhile, which I understand because sometimes we have other responsibilities that feel more important. And so maybe we don't spend time or enough time following our passion. And I do that all the time where I'm like, oh, I gotta do this thing. It's very important. When really I need to just put that crap aside sometimes and just work on the work that I like. And it is hard for me to do that a lot of the time by the way thank you so much to elisa for your super chat everybody it is so helpful to us when we get super chats the summer has not been nice <laughs> to our youtube channel so anywhere we can get support would be absolutely wonderful 
All right, let's go to an actionable thing is to talk to an artist friend. Why is this absolutely an important part of staying motivated? I feel like out of everything, this one to me is the most important. Yeah, I think, well, first off, I think this is very connected to the mission of Art Prof, which is to build a community of artists. And that's part of the reason why we have things like the Discord, why we have the live streams where you guys can talk with each other, because it's it's essential. I think by being able to relate to someone else and talk to someone else about the problems you might be having, or even the successes that you have, it automatically makes it better because there's some form of camaraderie there. And you'll, chances are you'll find someone who's dealt with the exact same thing as you before. Jordan and I went to California last summer and we talked the whole trip about artistic struggles. And I know for you, Jordan, that was a really concentrated time to really talk to somebody about shadow boxers. Did you find that helpful? Yeah, it was. At, at that time, especially, this is about a year ago, uh, there were a lot of doubts that I had because of certain circumstances, some within and without my control. And uh, just kind of unleashing and just letting it out is very helpful. Because I, I noticed one thing about artists, we can't really keep stuff inside of us for very long without it going bad. <laughs> we have to let it out in some <laughs> form. And, that, and that's what we create for. That's why we have our paintings and our drawings and our music and singing, whatever. Uh, so it was very helpful to talk to Claire about that. And it was helpful for me because it stirred up all these conversations that I can't have with some of my other friends. I love my other friends and they're phenomenal, but I can't rant and rave about how frustrated I am with my stupid brush or they're not going to get it. And so you have to find people that speak that same language. And I know there's a lot of you and tell me in the chat, if you're one of those people live in a remote area, you don't have any artist friends and that's hard to have. I don't think a lot of people have in-person artist friends who they really have a strong connection with. That's why our Discord is just a great solution because there are some people in the Discord, I've interacted with them so much, especially in the Patreon group, that I really feel like I know them. And some of them I've met up with in Portugal and Canada. And so the Discord is a really great option, Jordan. And I know it can be a little bit intimidating to join, but it's worth it. Right. Yeah. I, I mean, getting a community, like I said before, life is about relationships and how you interact with other people. And for those who are in more remote areas who can't uh, access a big ritzy art school or something, this is a perfect place for you guys to, uh, to learn from each other and to meet other people from around the world. Like it's not just one city, it's people from England and Switzerland and America and Brazil and all these places. The Patreon group is a really great option because you know what? We have 11,000 people in the public discord. <coughs> Thank goodness they're not all active at the same time. But the thing about the public channels, they're, they're really fun. But the thing is, it is a very big group. And so it is harder to get to know people. And what I love about the Patreon group is they are so tight with each other. Maybe some of you in the Patreon group could let everybody know what it's like but people are very much invested in each other's progress. And it really is a two-way street because it's such a small group. So this is definitely an option. It's $20 a month if anybody is looking for a closer connection because it just feels so good. 
to talk to other artists. I mean, Mia was freaking out that Kat and Dorian came to see her at the RISD sale. But it's like you need people in your life who are rooting for you. Is that important to you? Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, no, no, no person is an island. And so having people to people, you know, who can motivate you and push you forward is is just indispensable. There's nothing that can compare to having someone have your back like that, uh, especially when you least expect it. Amanda says, me, I got very few artistic connections other than art prof. You guys rock. Elena is suggesting a meetup in Philly. Oh, I love the meetups. They're some of my favorite interactions that I've ever had. I mean, the fact that I can just show up in a city and there's like 10 people who want to hang out, that, that's amazing. And I've met people from all over the world. I met artists in Portugal, New York City, and Canada. And it's just been really, really fun to meet everybody in person, especially people that I've been working with in the Discord for a long time. And then you meet them in person. It's just the most lovely thing. I just love that so much. How about this? Does this help you? Um. Yes and no, because yes, the thing is, you can say that, but then it's all the layers underneath it that make it challenging. Um, because sometimes you're not in the mental space to want to create or have the desire to create, or you just feel bad about yourself. And despite you might even have the skills or the materials, you have all the tools you need, but your mind just keeps saying, nah, I'm not doing that. So, you know, it's not, it can be helpful with that caveat of knowing how to really push someone forward in a, when they're in that dark space, but usually, no, it's not. You know what else? I'm not trying to be a bummer, you guys. Sometimes you can't do it. <laughs> I mean, I, I think the thing is, it's one thing to want to do something. It's another thing to actually follow through and to spend the time and the focus to actually make something happen. And it's like, yeah, if you put your mind to it, but there are so many things I have put my mind to that I couldn't do. Is that true for mm. you? Yeah, there's been many times. I've been trying to unlearn that. Like the other day I was at the, the gym and I was on like the last few few reps before I, I was going to close out. And I was listening to my, motion, my motivational music. And I literally said to myself, don't be a bum, Jordan. Finish it. Finish it. <laughs> I had to repeat that to myself like 10 times. And I was practically screaming uh, in my head at the gym, but it, it worked out. It worked out okay. So, so I'm trying to unlearn it, but it is not an easy process. It's not something you just wake up and like, oh, I feel motivated today. This is great. It's like, no, this comes with literal sweat, blood, and tears. So, yeah. <laughs> Tell us in the chat if you've heard this one before, and does it actually help you? Because <clears throat> I feel like the biggest problem with a lot of these motivational tips, because there's all these YouTube videos and lists online that you can look at is they're not actionable. They're not concrete. They don't give you something that you can actually do. I can tell you, be yourself, follow your passion. It's like, how? What do I do? <laughs> so yeah. I think the important thing about these tips is they have to be something concrete, actionable, that really feel real. Because these super vague statements, they are not helpful. This is helpful, though. Why is this helpful, Jordan? Uh, so just a little background. Some of you guys may have seen that I posted this on Instagram, this image on the right. 
This is a note I wrote to myself at seven years old. Apparently, it was one of my mom's notebooks she had found and sent it to me. I was like, oh, my gosh, this is incredible. And it's basically me saying I want to be an artist. And for those of you who've been on Art Prop long enough, you know I said stuff like this. Like, I've wanted to be an artist since I was six or seven. Uh, so when I saw that note and I looked around me, I was like, man, I actually am doing it. I do art for like, everything I do is related to art, whether it's on Art Prop, whether I'm teaching, whether it's the studio job, whether it's shadow boxes, everything I'm doing is geared towards this goal and so and then looking back on that work i used to do and see where i am now is very very inspiring for me because um i knew that i didn't give up and i just put in the work to uh, to not give up on these things because you were the cutest kid jordan i just like when i see pictures of you oh my gosh it's so cute i think i was eight years old in this photo right here because yeah that album that i was drawing was 2003 so yeah i was eight um <laughs> it's wow it's so hard to believe it was that long ago i remember that era so well <laughs> and look at where you are now the thing is you don't always have to go that far back <laughs> to see mm -hmm. improvement yeah. i mean it's cute and really sweet but sometimes it can be a shorter span of time and this is what 12 years apart it's yeah. incredible i mean it's yeah. like you don't even recognize the language you were speaking back then mm -hmm. yeah it's so cool and when i was putting these slides together like by the way these are the very first drawings of the characters that you're seeing like the very first ones and uh seeing how some things didn't change like they're you know they're a rough age and you know look was kind of the same but the way I executed it was totally different. And it's so much more cohesive now. And I get excited. I'm like, wow, look at what happened in all this time. And I'm starting to think, what will happen in the next five to 10 years? What's that going to look like? So, um, so yeah, it gets really exciting when I see that. This is my Bread Fairy series, which I was doing a little ways back. And I think this is an example where you have like a very short period of time. I mean, this is maybe a year or two apart. And maybe other people don't see the difference, but for me, this initial colored pencil drawing I did of Peach Gem, I like it. It's okay. But I feel like many pieces later is when I felt like I had built up my technique to a point to really capture the sheen. I feel like the colors are better. I feel like the gold dust on top, I did a much better job on. So you can see improvement between pieces, <clears throat> I just wouldn't try to measure improvement within days because people will say to me, I did a drawing yesterday. Today is worse. I'm like, of course it is. <laughs> like, you're not yeah. going to improve in 24 hours. Yeah, that's actually something that I tell my students because sometimes what they'll do, I'm sure you've experienced this, Claire, many times. Matter of fact, I might have been uh, one of those who did this, but <laughs> having an assignment due uh, like you give an assignment on a Friday and it's due that next Friday. Students don't start till that Thursday night and try and turn something in. The improvement is going to be so minimal because you're not actively working on it. Binge doing binge artwork is not often helpful because you're not you're not really learning how to grow from there. And so I would recommend to you all to not expect so much from yourself in a day, but think about what you can do in five or six months or a year. Speaking of just do it, as was foretold, says if the advice boils down to just do it, it probably won't actually help you do it. And then you'll feel worse about failing. 
when you can't finish the project that way. I mean, so many of these tips, I feel like they're big guilt trips because you look at it and say, just do it. You're like, I can't. Now I feel like crap. And I, I don't like that feeling. I, I don't like people telling me that I failed because I couldn't follow the stupid motivational tip. And that's another big problem I have exercise. Why is this here? Because a lot of the other ones are very art motivating, but exercise yeah. feels totally unrelated and yet it's not. Uh, so there's a couple reasons. One, exercise is good for mental clarity. I think that's the biggest thing for me. Uh, there was a couple of days ago, I was feeling really anxious when I woke up in the morning because I just had all the stuff in my mind and I just went straight to the gym and it just uh, alleviated all the stress that I had. Um, also, you, you look better, like <laughs> you look better at the end of the day, if you do it consistently enough. Um, and so this is, you know, I think maybe six to eight months of progress between that first part and the last two. And uh, I felt very proud of this. Uh, and I, I, I will say this, I, I did not intend to even post this anywhere, but my coach and Clara and some other people told me I had to. <laughs> Well, Seven Angelic says this is a good tip in general. Also, dang Jordan. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, so it, it's good for many reasons. But also, if you have things like sore muscles or if you're like drawing a lot and you, uh, you feel a lot of pain, exercise does help strengthen muscles that you can draw for longer periods of time, too. For me, I exercise so I'm not in pain. That's what happens <laughs> when you're over the age of 45. But I totally resonate with clearing your head because I ruminate so much about my work and you can drive yourself nuts. And so if I just have an hour every day where I'm not doing it and I can't look at social media and do any work on the treadmill, that is incredibly helpful. For example, Ginger says, this is why I roller skate. If I get really overwhelmed by my art, I go skate around for a bit. Elena said, what helped me is to go to a park or the library, work there. I got to go out, get me a nice drink, and it feels like a date. <laughs> Except you don't have like to it. do the dating party. I, I love those ideas. I'm going to go roller skating. I'm going to go roller skating one these days. It's so much yeah. fun. That's really cute. I, I'm not going to come. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'll do it by myself. <laughs> And, you know, we're not all athletes <laughs> like Dorian, but yeah, no. I think artists are more than their art. I think we have to have other things in our lives other than the art making process. We have got an Art Prof Share today. Art Prof Share is where you make content in response to our work. And today we have Jonalyn who recently finished the anatomy track. And Jonalyn explains, decide to take the track, learn more about complexity of human figures, tonal figure drawings, hands and feet drawings were the lessons I enjoyed the most. Meanwhile, foreshortened figures really challenged me. It is a part of the track which left a huge learning curve experience for me. The anatomy track is a ton of work. And Jordan, I'm always blown away when people finish a track because people do it independently. I mean, yes, you can share in the discord, which is really fun, but this is initiative. Yeah, you, you have to, you have to have initiative if uh, and grit if you want to grow in any discipline, let alone art. And so when you guys take it upon yourselves to just be like, I'm going to grow as, uh, as much as possible. Uh, if I have to do it 
on my own if I, you know, like, and so seeing this is something that's incredibly inspiring and I could totally see improvement. I mean, look at these drawings, look at the detail in the veins of the uh, tendons and all that stuff. Excellent. And these diagrams where you're drawing the skeleton inside the figure. And I love just seeing the range because Jonah Lynn's line drawings of the hands were so beautiful and really pushed the anatomy. Whereas the tonal drawings, Jonah Lynn really pushed the volume, the form with the shading and the tones, really powerful work. And I think it's just an amazing feat to do that. It's not easy to work by yourself, but hopefully that's what's nice about the tracks is that they provide some structure, but there's also a lot of flexibility that you don't have to finish this on any timeline. And we have a lot of people who would do the track for a while, take a break, come back. Those are all really good things. And wow, the improvement. Can you believe those first images to these, oh my gosh, Simone Biles's legs? I mean, that is serious anatomy. Yeah, no, those legs are intense. And uh, honestly, what I tell people whenever they're trying to draw legs is to draw people who are very muscular so you can see everything happening. So first off, good on you for using her as a reference. <laughs> but also just your execution is really solid. There's a lot of different poses here. And all these legs feel consistent and they feel like they're, they're formed properly. So really good job, job there. I mean, the, the work just keeps coming. <laughs> There's just so many slides of Jonah Lynn's work. I mean, your work ethic and focus. I am just so proud of you, Jonah Lynn, for doing such a great job. And then this final, I'm a fan. <laughs> I wonder why. I wonder why. Tell us why you're a fan, Clara. He's very good for anatomy. He really is. You can see every single muscle popping out. It's terrific. <laughs> <laughs> What's happening tonight? Tonight on my YouTube channel, The Joe McFoe Show, we are doing some more shadowboxer stuff. We're going to be creating a brand new poster slash print that I will be putting out soon. So come join. And again, the channel is The Joe McFoe Show. And if you're not subscribed, shame on you. You want to be able to say, I was there at the beginning of Jordan's fandom. Yeah. Oh, it's really fun. In fact, I always use your live stream as an excuse to work because I'm like, oh, Jordan's streaming. I got to sit down and do some work. And so, That's true. That's so true. She pops in the comments. She pops in the comments is like, I'm working on my stuff right now. Like I would say nine times out of 10 whenever she comes and that's what she says. <laughs> this is motivation. Work with another artist because I feel like I'm with you in a way, but I don't have to talk to you. <laughs> it's like very low pressure. I don't know how to, t I sound like a bad kind of compliment, but all right, I, I appreciate that nonetheless. Join me in the Discord immediately after the stream. We are doing a stage session. That's where you get to talk to us on voice. You want to meet in the post live stream stage channel. If you're not in our Discord, the invite link is in the YouTube video description below. Art Prof has services, artist calls, personal art curriculums, artist statement editing, and portfolio critiques. Join our Patreon group. This is the group where you find lovely, supportive, encouraging artist friends. You get to share your art. You get to rant and rave in our weekly voice sessions with staff. I write very long, nerdy essays that are critiques on your work. And most of all, you find support in a small group of artists. Thank you so much to our top Patreon supporters. I am just 
every day I look at this list and I'm like, I am so lucky to have all of you here sustaining what we do. It's amazing to have your support. Visit artprof.org. Tons of content on there that's not on YouTube. Use the search bar. Artprof has a podcast. It's available on Spotify and also on iTunes. And subscribe to our channel for more tutorials, critiques, and business tips. Everybody, thank you so much for watching. We'll see you next time. Bye.